0: Yeah. This is The Relevant,
1: Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1117 and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host Cameron Strang and joining me from Loverland, Virginia is Jesse Carey. Hello. hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek
2: Miner. What up, though?
1: And just down the road there, Antioch, Emily Brown. Hey (laughs) y'all, sorry, downtown Emily Brown, please keep my sigh in Uh, and from LA, you know, from social club misfits, it's Marty. (laughs) What's up? Uh, We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later. We talked to Judah Smith. He's one of our favorite uh, pastors and preachers. Uh, We talk about work life balance and more. There's more to it, but that's one of the things we honed in on how he gets his hair
3: the way he does. How do you mean the way he does? It looks different every three months. He's got every single time. He is like this generation's flock of seagulls to me. (laughs) It always looks cool and it shouldn't look cool, but it always looks awesome. He looks like a celebrity every single time. It's always something nobody
1: else could pull off.
4: It's just, Wait, it's funny because I'm always thinking about him in a beanie. You think, yeah.
3: Well, you know what? When when I first got saved, he when I first started going to church, he, I knew about him. He was the first person I ever heard because he came to a VU conference in Miami, and I remember his hair being so wild and being like, "This is like and I have like a this is like he'll know he'll." It, but it was pretty. Flock a Seagull ish. Now it looks different, but still it's always cross and crisscross. He's got like Trump level crisscross hair going on. It's all, but it's like good. It's like a good one. He's
1: a year ahead with his style. And I like that in a about decade. Him. A year and a decade. A year and a decade ahead. Of... <laughs> but speaking of beanies, Emily mentioned beanies. I got to be honest with y'all. So this is an audio podcast, but I'm looking at your faces and in the grid. I keep seeing Derek in my peripheral and he's wearing this mustard colored beanie Yeah, kind of back a little bit. And to me in the peripheral, it looks like you've got bleached blonde hair.
3: <laughs> Have you? I
2: thought his eyebrows I were that. bleached. Honestly,
3: Derek, you're looking like a hipster these days. Derek is looking like a hipster. He's got the beanie. He's got the zip up. He's got a video game chain. Yep. what are we talking about here he's it makes sense to me mess
2: with you me. are a hipster Derek hey man that's why I get for hanging around with propaganda for too long <laughs> yes, <laughs>
5: <that's true. laughs>
2: you know what a good coffee is now right
1: exactly. well moving the show along stay tuned up next it slices. to Lomeli. The song is Dawn Transfer. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in.
4: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
6: Glory of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
4: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four.
1: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit TheChosenRiseUp.com and get your tickets now. That's TheChosenRiseUp.com for tickets today.
6: Okay. It's time for
5: slices.
1: What do you have, Jesse? All
6: right. Well, this isn't a super long one, but you guys know how I feel about it. I'm I'm in a, I'm in a common sense mode. If you've been listening to the pod, I think (laughs) that's what this great country of ours needs. And Heinz has announced, um, You know, a new product coming out in 2024, and it is a it is essentially a pickle ketchup. It is a ketchup that has pickle flavor into it. It got me thinking: why stop there? Why not get all Mm. condiments in one sauce? Mm -hmm. I'm talking when when you go to McDonald's. Wait, 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 wait! wait, wait.
1: You just blew past something. Hold on, pickle flavored ketchup. That's right. What could that possibly taste like? Is it green?
6: I don't think the color has been established, but I think the flavor is in so the So this name. is
1: a real thing. This isn't a spoof purple. Like, internet meme. This is no, like, this Heinz is... is really coming out with pickle flavored ketchup.
6: They always
4: are doing like weird stuff. They Remember like all those like mayo based like thing? They did like, um,
3: there's nothing that they have very limited selection of what they can do. So you got to understand They've that. they had like sriracha, honey.
6: Do you remember Cranch? Ketchup, ranch. Cranch? Ketchup and ranch. They've been low key, like oh, doing what Oreo Cranch. has done. Like if you go and like look at some Oreo deep cuts out there, you know there's tons of weird little combos that they, they, they got. Yeah. Flow, they got like candy corn Oreos,
1: like pumpkin spice yeah. Oreos. And- hey,
6: but them 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 lemon
2: Oreos though, them lemon Oreos and them mint. Oreos, they going crazy. Oh, I did like the mint Oreos. The mint Oreos going stupid.
3: I missed the one where it was covered with vanilla. Remember the one having the
6: holidays? Yeah. Like
3: it was like covered in like icing.
6: They don't do that it's anymore. It's like every once in a while you'll get you'll, you'll run across in the wild like a pretzel M M&M and M at the gas station. You're like ah, oh, why not? I'll, yeah. g- I'll give it a whirl. We didn't realize they're you know kind of experimenting these days. But here's my idea <laughs> for Heinz. You know how s- some fast food places have the, the, the soda machine where you can mix your own and just go wild, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with a little digital screen and, and then you But it little... all tastes the same when you're done. It all- <laughs> yeah. It's
2: like, yeah. <laughs>
6: but, 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 but you like, it's like, all right, I'm going to open up the root beer vertical here and we add some vanilla, mm-hmm. some raspberry and do a little, oh, I'm going to do a Sprite here and it, and it mixes it. Mm-hmm. Listen, do the same thing for condiments. Just Mm-mm. one, so mm-hmm. I want I want ketchup, pickle, onion and mustard all in one sauce. <laughs> Just glob it right down. I think. Why stop at just one product here? Why not make a machine? it's, just,
2: it's the sound effect that the, the sound, the, the sound, you sound just effect made. that threw it off, bro. I was I was rocking with you till you did the fart sound effect. <laughs> it's a big glob.
6: It'll come out in a big in glob form. That's
1: just. I know what the yep, clip okay. at the end of the show is going to be. Yeah. yeah.
6: Well <laughs> anyway, I'm just telling Heinz, it's a free idea. And people love those soda machines. Everybody loves I, them. Uh, you know? Burger is gonna steal that idea. So, so you it.
1: want you want, want Heinz it. to do the free style soda machine thing for condiments and you can just do your own combinations.
6: Yeah, why stop my point them. is why stop a pickle ketchup? Just give the people what they want. It give is a the, good way to figure out who condiments. is a
4: psychopath and who is combining a million different condiments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could tell where the murderers <laughs> yeah. by the
3: by the way we could tell just, who's a murderer. Just put a camera we just on just left it.
6: prison, yeah. yeah. The, the police put it, put it, it in a courtroom, <laughs> like in, in the courtroom dining area, and let the jury, like, let peek the in. jury decide <laughs> guilty. Yeah.
1: yeah, this person guilty. is definitely guilty. Did you see what they did at the condiment <laughs> freestyle machine? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he
3: put mustard and he mixed it with relish, and yeah.
1: so
2: he, he used yeah. the liquid, he's cheese. also going yeah, to hell yeah. for that. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah,
1: all right, what do you have, Derek?
2: We're in a very inflationary time, things are going crazy. How many of y'all could use some extra money?
7: Always, yeah. I want
2: I want some extra money. All right, now next question is: How many of y'all have a two dollar bill I can borrow? I have a ton of two dollars. I actually have some. Yeah. Oh, then you are rich because the bill from eighteen ninety. If you have the two dollar bill from eighteen ninety, it just sold on auction for five thousand dollars. What? And if you have the two (laughs) dollar bill from two thousand and three, it just sold in auction for twenty four hundred dollars. So, I have a bunch. Bruh, run it run it up. Well, I want to know how a $2 bill is worth $5,000. I don't know Inflation.
4: That,
2: <laughs> that's mine, crazy.
6: I got all of mine appraised, and they all appraised for exactly $2.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so like an app I could put in that I could tell if or is it just like two thousand? dollars? you got to go
2: to to uh, I don't know, a currency collector of some sort. Well, if yeah, if you're looking to make make cash quick. Well, hey, I mean, f- listen, I'm just putting the word out there for the relevant gang.
1: If Looking y'all got
2: $2 bills, it might be I'm going go to go through my know.
1: stuff. Yeah, that random bill that your grandma gave you when you were 10, the $2 bill, because she thought it yeah. was interesting. You still have it? Check out the date on it. Maybe I think I did time. have one in,
4: when I was a kid, but I'm honestly sure I spent it because I'm not the best at keeping money.
3: <laughs> All right. What do you have, Marty? Um, by the way, I don't know why. Like, when I grew up by my grandma's house, she had like a picture, like a full blown picture, and it was just $2 bills on it. She so was now I got to check that out. Yeah. She was. She was stunned. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this story. This story is outrageous. Um, man, uh, so thousands of people are reportedly lining up to have a portion of their skull removed and one of Elon Musk's brain chips implanted. Mm. First off, that's just the that's the... That's like the title of this article is a whole paragraph. I just want you to know that. I'm going to read that one more time. Thousands of people are reportedly lining up to have a portion of the skull removed and one of Elon Musk's brain chips implanted. Um, I don't know if if you're listening, if you're, uh, if you are. Religious at all, but this is biblically we, we call this biblically sketchy, all right. <laughs> and so uh, thousands of people are are interested in something called Neuralink, uh, and uh, what it, it it's got FDA approval, believe it or not, to start on human trials, and it's a brain chip startup that hopes to implant a device that acts as a Fitbit. To your skull, Um, really crazy thing to even uh, you know. Elon is always the guy. I feel like Elon's the guy. Like AI is going to ruin us, but then he's the guy designing this, the mark of the beast over here. And um, he's like, I'm going to help it. AI is going to ruin us. I'm I'm going to make it it. worse. I'm going to make watch what I do. But you know. I'm gonna be totally frank with you. It doesn't surprise me knowing that one of his kids like named after a barcode. You know what I'm saying? Like this right. just kind of like is on brand for Elon Musk. Yeah, but um, like one of his kids like Alt J Delete. I don't know if you like look up his kids' names. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty crazy. But X. basically, um, it would take a couple of hours to perform, and uh, it would replace a portion of the skull that's been removed, and it it literally would they would cut a hole in your. Head and put this chip all the way down. There's literally photos of it on the FDA website. Mm. I, I don't, I, I'm still trying to figure out like what it does. Because at one point they wanted to have people who were just like uh, like disabled, they wanted those types of people to, to start it up. So I guess it would start making your legs work and dance in, in ways. But I don't know. I mean, I, I had a couple of my friends have Teslas and their batteries have broken, the whole thing is destroyed. So I mean, this is a scary thing. Imagine having your brain on 1% and then you have to charge it and stick your head into a wall. I don't know how that's going to work out, guys, um, but we're getting closer to end times here. You bring up a lot of good points.
1: When he first announced it, it was like you could listen to music in your head. You don't need your phones. And we were like, who would do this? This is the mark of the beast. And then I'm glad you yeah. pointed it out. We have since found out that the real functionality of it is that like, it will help people who have been paralyzed. You know, what's paralysis? Nerves not working anymore. So it's going to go in and repair the nerve center in your brain to give you better, you know, sight to the blind or, you know, help paralysis victims and things like that have movement again. And so it's just a way to help, you know, so it's a life changing thing. That's why people are signing up. But the question is beyond that niche, because that's not that many people. And this is a for profit company. What else is that thing going to do? You know what I mean? If you don't have like paralysis, like, why would you ever do this? Oh, it's gonna give you extra superhuman knowledge or functionality or whatever. It's like this is Iron Man. This is Iron Man. Or,
6: or, or release like dopamine or serotonin or, or yeah.
1: Oh dopamine centers. That's interesting. Yeah, and also
3: I wanna I I wanna tell you this. It didn't it didn't pass the first round, according to the article, it didn't pass the first round of FDA testing because um, it would overheat. It could overheat. So that's what we're dealing with here. Like we're still I don't know how this would work, um, but you know if it if it would help somebody walk, I think that's pretty cool. Very dangerous, very scary. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, they want to get two twenty two hundred twenty two thousand people by twenty thirty with this chip on their head. So sign up at Elon Musk dot com. Elon Musk
2: is trying to make cyberpunk a reality.
3: If you want to be, who's that guy, uh, who's that basketball player that was in that like action movie back in the day um, from the Bulls? If you want to be, no, if you want to be uh, Dennis Rodman <laughs> in uh, Debilition Man, De- Debolition Debolition Man you got ben it right ben there. Ben Your hair is going to be white and you're just going to put a chip right there. It's going to go around the ear.
2: You're going to wear a mustard beanie like me. I'm wearing a beanie because I you actually know, like, had the surgery. Well,
4: see, that's what, so what was oh, surprising me was the fact that there are, it said that there's like thousands of people that have already kind of signed up for or like have expressed interest in it because i like we said like i understand that it is yeah it could potentially you know fix a lot of like neurological dysfunctions that you may have but if i'm someone who is like already paralyzed i i don't know if i'm gonna just like jump at the first chance to get a brain like a chip implanted in
2: me like i want to see it work on other people do y'all know how many people hacked my (laughs) disney plus account when it first came out I do not want to be the first person to get my bra- get my brain <laughs> hacked.
3: I'm sorry, I tweeted your login. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the the funny part about this also is like, can we can we just start where we are? Like, we haven't even got the glasses from Apple yet. Like, can we start there. Like, let me right. see how that works yeah. first.
6: The early adopter is going too far. That's Elon yeah. Musk. He does that. So, a
3: lot. Da Vinci Code. You know, we're talking Omega Code. We're talking End Times. The pilots disappear from the plane. That's what we're dealing <laughs> with here.
1: That'll do it for <laughs> slices. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Judith Smith joins us. Listening to RC Drive. The song is Super Bloomer, my high school nickname. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free, unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Where our guests today are Judah and Chelsea Smith. They're the lead pastors of Church Home in LA and Seattle, where they've been expanding what the modern church can and should look like. We spoke to them about the church's new changes and how the couple is finding a new work-life balance. Here is our conversation with Judah and Chelsea Smith.
4: these last few years, like how have things been going for the church and, you know, what are maybe some new strategies that you've implemented in this crazy time?
0: We had planned to incorporate online before the pandemic. And then, but at that point we were still fully functional as we are, always had been in buildings at the same time as trying to introduce an online model. And, and that was great. Everyone was happy with that. Um, and then the pandemic really, I think forced us, but maybe to use a God word, a faith word enabled us um, to to, con- to finish that switch and really build church the way that we would build it mm-hmm. if it started online is instead of having a buildings first mentality which is what we still had and mm-hmm. that was a tough switch even for us to make philosophically um, in our heart to have faith that people could actually meet Jesus be discipled grow in their relationship with him outside of a church building and I think the reason we struggled with that even is because we hadn't seen church like that before we grew up in a very traditional church we were we were church friends kids together so when I say we it really was not we um, and when you camps, my life was changed. You know, I met Jesus at, at the retreats, building every Sunday, Sunday school were really wonderful experiences for us. And so to go and pioneer a church that would look different than the way we encountered Jesus, wow. I don't think we were prepared for the faith that would even take for us. You know, the Bible talks about faith is the evidence of things that are not seen. Mm-hmm. So the faith required uh, to see what hasn't been seen. And so we just been been really finding that fight of faith for ourselves and then for our community to to bring the community along that hey your children are going to encounter Jesus in a real way in a church kids party and they're going to grow with him every day at a at a bedtime story and your students are you know and and bringing people along that journey when it still hasn't yet been seen has been a a fun leadership challenge <laughs> 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 um, but uh, but God's been with us every step of the way. But it's been fun as we've into gotten into this. I feel like we've incorporated really things that have been really meaningful. Um, I oh, I probably should have got the exact stat for this for this interview, but. Um, But there was a a study that was done over 10 years. Bill Hybels Church actually did it. I think the name of the book is called Moods that they published a study. I'm sure you've heard of it or maybe not. Um, But they they did the study for 10 years, over 250,000 people for how do people actually grow in their faith? Because it's such a mystery. I mean, I know even for me, if I could look back, I know there's beautiful moments, but how do we actually grow in faith? How did what actually people and one of the results of this study was absolutely shocking and it said that there wasn't any difference in people who experience church who go to a building to go to church four times a year or 40 times a year their spiritual growth was actually the same which kind of blew our mind and we've been yeah. giving our lives to hosting weekly <laughs> services you know like right. seven, on a, seven on a sunday like what have we been doing with our lives um but the flip <laughs> side of that was that people who have a daily practice at least four days a week were the people who really showed significant growth mm. and we had already had a, you know a guided a daily guided prayer that we you know kind of encouraged the people to do but i think that really strengthened our faith and enabled us to go all in and realize you no know, people who spend time with Jesus every day is how people are going to grow and then not just when they do that by themselves, but when they do that within the context of community. And so um, that's been one of our huge emphasis and our, our faith is really, you know, uh, what's the beautiful hymn where it says, Lord haste day when my faith shall be sight. Um, cool part about when you believe for something and then you see it happen and we've been seeing that happening, you know, still on a smaller scale, but, uh, Judah has a friend who had a background of a very different religion, had never been in a Christian church. He's in his forties.
7: Uh he's thirty-nine now oh. thirty-eight, I think. So like young,
0: guy. Yeah. young guy. Young guy. <laughs> and uh, and he decided to follow Jesus on Easter twenty twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And since then he has not I don't think he's been to a church building one time. I don't think so. But he's done daily guided prayers almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then we do a weekly digital service. And his growth and the way that he has experienced Jesus and learned about him has been so incredible to see and to realize okay this 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 could work and not just by getting numbers although that's been great but to really see people encounter jesus and meet him and grow with him and seeing that happen multiple times over but you know it's different when it's a friend you know you really right. it really matters yeah. So,
7: i mean honestly emily i think for chelsea and i it doesn't get much more complicated in this little story, I'll tell you from this morning. Um, this morning, I'm out in my little. You know, we live in townhomes here. We're all on top of each other, um, and it's wonderful and all. But it's kind of like living. Yeah, we can almost touch our neighbors. You know, I mean, I think you can see the neighbors through the window and <laughs> put on their house it's like right there you know which is which is great we love we love city living um but I was out of my yard and my neighbor's door opened and he's got a couple dogs and we now have a little a little uh, multi-poo teacup and, and we're we're talking and he said I just put in a lemon tree so I came over brought my dog over we're talking and he said hey I really want to follow up on our conversation um he was at church on Wednesday and he said uh you know i raised my hand uh in our church and our tradition you know if you want to receive jesus right. and his free gift of forgiveness he just one of the things we decided to do was have people raise their hand billy sunday popularized the altar call and and the lord's prayer and all that um so, I don't think these things he are popularized. The sinner's prayer, pop, popularized the sinner's prayer. I said the Jesus, Lord's he, prayer. Jesus
0: kind of makes it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <made laughs> no, we'll we'll that, that up.
7: Don't Jesus worry. Here, right? <laughs> it's, it's, these, these quotations would be the undoing of us here. St. <laughs> Billy Sunday created the Lord's prayer. What am I doing? All right. I really know his history. Um, <laughs> but my neighbor just says, I, you know, I raised my hand. So, t- today at some point, we're going to go unpack that. You know, it's, it's, gosh, it's Monday, t- Tuesday, <laughs> and he did it on Wednesday. Life's been pretty full since then but um you know he said uh he said i'm, I'm looking for a book on jesus bro i just need a, that really explains it and i i kind of paused and i was like wait you know i wrote a book called jesus is blank right he's like no i don't know what you're talking about i was like it sold really well you know i start doing that i'm getting i'm kidding but um that that little encounter, um, it, it, it quite literally, Emily, it wasn't possible in our former life schedule and rhythm. Mm. I didn't, I don't know how to say this and, and maybe people could argue that you just make time um, and that's fine, but Chelsea and I's life was so full of facilitating gatherings, events you know outside the church people just call them live events we were so busy doing live events it was very hard to stand with our dog next to our neighbor's dogs and talk about Jesus and life and marriage and I know that sounds silly and people probably would would say that that can't be but but literally there was a time I was doing six to seven live sermons every Sunday and two to three every Wednesday in a different, two different cities um, while homeschooling our kids and and trying to have a sexy marriage. Uh, It was hard. It was really hard. And um, the impetus behind this vision and innovation, uh, a small percentage, you know, is is the schedule of Judah and Chelsea. Um, But a larger percentage is the spiritual well-being of Judah and Chelsea. I, I think so much of um, the church in our country and around the world, but specifically our country, we we want healthy, buoyant leaders mm. who minister from an overflow of a loving relationship with Jesus. And if they're married, a loving relationship with their spouse. And if they have children, a loving relationship with their children. But I think sometimes we don't recognize that is very difficult. Um, it, it's funny because we're very familiar with um, entertainers or athletes whose schedule. You know, you think of a baseball player. My God, they play 225 games a year. You know, and I've got friends who used to play pro baseball here in America, and you know, they they didn't see their kids. They didn't see. They were just traveling there. You know, nonstop. I think sometimes our culture is okay with going entertainers and athletes you know rock stars live that rock star life because you know they're just non-stop you know on tour or whatever but but, but if we're not careful preaching and ministering if the schedule really intensifies and i know this sounds strange if there's growth too because the growth starts to happen and all of a sudden you do like let's do another service another location another i just get concerned that's all and i'm not saying that Everybody's unhealthy and everyone's not well, but but sometimes these traditional approaches to church growth and church scaling, um, I think are really hurting the leaders and the staff and the team who are trying to uphold it. And I wonder sometimes if some of the fallout that, that frankly we've experienced in really painful levels it is a little bit attributed not completely but a little bit attributed to some of the schedule we are hoping that our spiritual leaders hold and we want them to uh, preach to us all the time but we want them to have a good marriage all the time and be a good parent all the time and resist temptation all the time and um that that's going to be difficult if we continue the the velocity in which we are doing ministry at this point, in my opinion.
4: Can you share, like, how did y'all recognize and start sort of implementing these boundaries and these changes in your schedule?
0: Ooh, that's such a good question.
7: Can I just say that implicit in all of this is a is is a significant cost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of this conversation begins, but it's oftentimes where it ends. If I'm really honest, and that cost is it could be uh, reputation. uh, It could be social status. um, It could be, you know, things like attendance and giving can be greatly affected if 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 the leader, minister, communicator, preacher, teacher needs to create more rhythm in space. And so whatever Chelsea's is about to say mm-hmm. I just hope that our reader understands, hey, it's going to cost you something um, but Jesus did say what well, does it profit a man to gain the whole world but in the process lose his own soul mm-hmm. and I, I fear, Emily that, that um, pieces of our soul are starting to break off mm-hmm. and we're, we're losing the wholeness and the buoyancy that I think um, God designs for every leader and, and, and every person
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, counting the cost is so mm-hmm. important, um, and it's different for everybody. So oh, yeah. I don't think you can always exactly <laughs> right. It, you know, exactly yeah. what I'm it's projecting going, completely, you know, but to know that there's always a the cost to to boundaries and yeah. margin, and um, people people like getting their way all the time, not being told no, you know? <laughs> stuff no. like that, stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it has to start first of all with the theology in our view of God, in yeah. our view of <laughs> of Jesus, and realizing that as pastors, we're not saviors. We are facilitators and we get to tell the story of Jesus and we get to lead a community and an organization. But Jesus is the one who does the saving; He's the one who does the heavy lifting. And it, and if we really, as, as leaders, really, really, truly embrace that, then saying no and creating that margin is not easy, but it's easier. Mm. I think that's the first step. You know, and the other thought is Hebrews talks about we have to labor to enter into rest. That it is, it is work wow. to gain rest, and it, uh, I, I, it so often it feels counterintuitive. It's like it costs, it, it takes too much work to rest. So why don't I just keep doing the work and then, you know, rest when I retire or rest later? But I love Hebrews. It says, there is a promise for us, mm-hmm. and that promise is is rest. And it doesn't mean we don't work, but we work from a place of peace from a lack of striving, knowing that Jesus has already done the big part, he's done the heavy lifting. And so we just get to be facilitators and do what he asks us to do. I know it's not a very practical answer, but like count the cost. <laughs> yeah. see, see what What is your view and perspective of God? But I know for us back in our days, I won't speak to any other leader. Um, when we were running all those services on a weekend and lying down to LA with our kids and on for midweek services. If I look back on my theology, I thought the salvation of people depended on us. It depended on us showing up, facilitating a service, running the right kind of ministry. And in this season, we have really let that go. And um, I'm embarrassed to look back and admit that I had that, whole, you know, because I, I know you as a Christian leader, you're not allowed to say that. But um, but that really was the case in probably somewhere deep in my heart. And um, it's been really freeing to let that go, too, just. Which is fun. Breeing is fun, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It is fun. It is
4: fun. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I will say the one practical thing that we have done um, is we have moved our church from a, a lead pastor model to a leadership team model. Um, mm-hmm. This fall, are we? A few years ago, we hired a CEO. We realized our organizational capacity was limited. We couldn't run the day to day anymore. It was far beyond our it was just beyond our gifting and capacity to manage a staff and figure out HR and healthcare and all those things. So, um, we hired a CEO who has just been amazing. He's an incredibly godly gifted man who we've just loved working with. And so this past September at our church's 30th anniversary, we actually set him in, um, as as a lead pastor um, alongside of us will so actually be just dropped the term lead pastor Yeah. Um, as yeah. part of the leadership team so he's now he's not accountable to us any longer he's also accountable to the board so truly we are peers along with him and it has been incredibly freeing uh, that new model for us and letting letting all of us function in our gifts and our strengths and so that's that's been a practical thing that's been really helpful as well. And
7: so I'm, I'm lead communicator. She's a lead theologian and David is a chief executive officer.
1: That was Judah and Chelsea Smith. By the way, make sure you check out Judah's uh, feature, his track on Lana Del Rey's now Grammy nominated album. Did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Uh, it was announced just a couple days ago that uh i I guess judah will get a certificate or something if she wins i don't know we'll see anyway stay tuned up next it's pumpkin ploy or pumpkin joy
5: To 2007.
1: Good year. Song is Cherry Sunday. Good dessert. Okay, it's time for a seasonal game. We want to test y'all's seasonal knowledge. So it's fall. Uh, This game is called Pumpkin Ploy or Pumpkin Joy. This is is fall. Pumpkin Spice is prime time right now. So what I'm going to do is I have a list here of products that are actual pumpkin spiced items for sale. Mm. And I also have a list of products that were made up, pumpkin spice products, that were made up by A.I., you have to determine if the product I tell you is an AI idea or an actual for sale pumpkin spice product okay. that you can buy today. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Everybody, uh, Emily, can you keep score since you wrote the game?
2: Em- Emily, okay. Tyler trains you well. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, just it, Tyler <laughs> definitely trains you well with these games.
1: And next week for the game, next week for the game, it's going to be our last episode before Thanksgiving. We are going to do a March Madness bracket on Thanksgiving side dishes and we're going to determine oh, wait well, the number wait one that.
6: good finally finally decide yeah. I'm excited about that
1: <laughs> yeah so this is our this is our pumpkin spice <laughs> week next week is Thanksgiving week alright here we go alright Marty you're up first here we go pumpkin spice pasta sauce is that real I've, For it's real.
3: I've seen it already. Trader Joe's. It is not real. That is not real. <laughs> they have it at pumpkin. They have, They had the pumpkin spice sauce at Trader Joe's right now. The degree of confidence that you said it though had me believing. Yes. And, and also, it's not even Trader Joe's. It's like are you sure it's, it's pumpkin like spice Senor Jose, look it up. Look it up. It's pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice. Look it up right now, guys. We are. Um,
2: it's on Amazon. Yeah. It's home. on
3: Amazon. Yeah, I'm telling you. I've seen pumpkin this already. My, My wife spice. is a freak about pumpkin spice. There's pumpkin okay. spice. A lot of pumpkin okay. spice You win. Sauce. You get the point. I'm Italian. That's why I tried Back it. Check. It's awful. Yeah. Do not do it. Pumpkin spice pasta
1: sauce is a real thing, according to Marty. Well, and now pu- the well
2: no, no, no. You said pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin. It, pumpkin and pumpkin spice is different because pumpkin I spice agree. has nutmeg and right. cinnamon and all right. of that stuff. I'm looking at it right now. Pumpkin Not spice, pumpkin,
3: pumpkin pu- pasta pumpkin, sauce? Pumpkin, pumpkin spice pesto sauce. Oh, it's my Lord Market, gosh. right now deliverable. All right, we'll give it to
1: you. We'll give this it to disgusting. you. This is disgusting. give that, me half a point. It's debatable. We'll give it to you. All right, here we go. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> pumpkin spice creamer. Pumpkin oh, spice creamer, is that real?
6: Absolutely.
2: That is real.
4: And I'm going to tell you right now, it's in my coffee cup in this moment.
2: That's ridiculous. That... That it's is ridiculous. Right right yeah, 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 right you <laughs> just gave your friend a point, Cameron. Why? I'm going <laughs> yeah, in order. two. Right three. First bro, of all, we're all friends. i are play? I'm playing. i right. <laughs> My competitor it's came out. I'm sorry.
1: All right. Here we go. Derek, pumpkin spice Oreos. Is that real or fake? Absolutely. Without a doubt. No question. That is real. You guys all crushed the first round. Here we go. Uh, Marty, right. pumpkin spice artisanal
3: cheese. No, that can't be real. You're correct. It's an AI idea. Oh God! Thank God, Jesse. Pumpkin spice candles. Pumpkin <laughs> spice candles.
1: Oh,
6: absolutely, absolutely. One second.
3: He has one. He has one. He's grabbing it right now. Derek, pumpkin spice mm-hmm. hummus. Is that real?
2: I I pray to God it's not. No.
1: You're correct. It is not. That is an AI concoction. Yeah, All that right, is uh, Marty. Mm-hmm. So are we? Everybody's gotten it so far, right, Emily? Uh huh, kind right, of. Here we go. we Uh, Marty, pumpkin spice salsa. Ah, uh, no. You're correct. This you is sound a fake. So fake okay, thank God. Yeah. Jesse, pumpkin spice ice cream. Pumpkin spice ice cream. <laughs> all day. All day. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, ben and Jerry's has one. Uh, Derek, it's pumpkin, delicious. Pumpkin spice infused olive oil. Hell no i oh, sorry. You're right. No, Goodness no, gracious. No. <laughs> All right, everybody. Three rounds in. Everybody's 100%. Here we go. Marty, right. pumpkin spice almonds. Pumpkin spice almonds. Yeah, for sure. They have pumpkin spice trail mix. Good Lord. Yes, that's correct. All right. Jesse, pumpkin spice soy sauce. Jesse, pumpkin spice soy sauce. That's
6: too far. No way. No way, Jose.
1: You're correct. That's an AI invention. Uh, Derek, pumpkin spice tortilla chips. Mm -mm. You're correct Mm -mm. It's AI Mm -mm. Goodness gracious Everybody's 100% Here we go Marty Pumpkin spice tea Yeah for sure Yeah
3: Why not Uh, Tazo has one
1: Uh, Jesse Pumpkin spice yogurt Yep Yep Yes 100% still Alright here we go Derek Pumpkin spice bacon
2: Oh my god (laughs) No (laughs) No way
1: that is correct. Alright. Uh, Marty, here we go. Uh pumpkin spice beer. Yes, yeah, for sure. That is correct. Uh Jesse, pumpkin spice pickles. Nope. Correct? No way. Uh Derek, pumpkin spice quinoa. Mm-mm. Correct, that was AI. Uh
3: Marty, pumpkin spice toothpaste. I think it would be real. To be real and probably sold to the dollar no. store. It's our, it's our, first our fake miss. though. It's not real. That is wrong. It is a fake AI. AI yeah. I, th- I, th- I feel like it would come out one day. All right, Jesse,
1: pumpkin spice deodorant.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing it right now. It's axe. And it's edible.
1: That's that was oh. AI. That was. <laughs> All right, Derek, pumpkin spice syrup. Sure. That is correct. Marty. Pumpkin Spice window cleaner. No. That is correct.
4: Derek wins. Uh, Derek Woo! was flawless. prophetic. Derek prophetic. was perfect.
1: Prophetic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you didn't even want to play.
3: From and look at you being the just winner. Just the gate. Just <laughs> took it. Took look it. how happy he is. He's like, ah, oh, I don't want to play. I'm one, though. You know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that'll do it for pumpkin
1: ploy or pumpkin joy. Congrats, Derek. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Judah and Chelsea Smith for joining us. Uh, You can check out more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. While you're at the site, make sure to sign up for our daily newsletter. We send you our top five trending stories right to your inbox every weekday morning. It's a great way to stay on top of the best stuff we're putting out. If you want to stay in touch with everything we're putting out, follow us on all the socials. And if you want the best reading experience and listening experience, check out Relevant Plus. It's our ad-free unlimited content experience. You get an ad-free version of this podcast, ad-free unlimited reading at the website, uh, an enhanced digital magazine, and more. Plans start as low as $250 a month. We would love the support, and we think you'll like it as well.
6: All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty.
1: We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone.
6: I want I want ketchup, pickle, onion and mustard all in one sauce.
5: Relevant Podcast Network